we have to stop blaming ourselves for the conversations that went left because the listener, the receiver, wasn't in a space to receive or listen. And we have to stop focusing so heavily on the times when we were not effective listeners or we were not effective communicators. Mm -hmm. What we did in the past, you know, go to God, repent and ask him for forgiveness. Good morning and God bless you. Welcome to another episode of Create with Kendra, a place where you can be inspired, challenged, and changed all at the same time. I hope everyone is having a fantastic Wednesday. If your week started off a little rough, the great part is you have the rest of the week to have a better week. So I hope everyone is doing well. Um, Y'all, we have a very special guest in the house today. Um, We have with us Mrs. Tiffany Hunter. She not only is our guest, but she is our Black Creative of the Week. Tiffany is a believer, a wife, mother, therapist, and a budding YouTuber. She is learning ways to carry herself as a woman of faith and the best way to leave her legacy. And let me tell you, her YouTube channel is full of inspirational content, lifestyle content, and her reaction videos. Look, if you watch Married at First Sight, like I do, (laughs) she has amazing therapist reaction videos to the married couples on the show. Um, her YouTube channel is T Hunter and her Instagram handle is soul blue and it's spelled S zero B L U three. Tiffany, welcome to the show. Welcome, welcome, welcome girl. Thank you for having me. Yes. So we just want to, um, normally what I do is when I have guests on the show, I play a little game called Off the Dome. This is something okay. I did not tell you. No. Which I didn't have to. <laughs> so what I'm going to do is ask you a couple of questions that you should know about yourself. And um, you just answer them so we can get to All know right. you just a little bit better. All right? Okay. Sounds so good. what is your favorite hobby? Singing will be top. Yes, you are a singer. Yes, you are. Tiffany comes from like this amazing family of musicians and singers. Great, great people. Um, Tiffany, what is your alter ego if you have one? I don't think I have one. You don't? You not Sasha Fierce? No. That's a demon. Uh oh. <laughs> well, Tiffany is Tiffany all day long. How about that? So versatile. 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 Okay, so what is me. what is what is your versatility? Um Well, I guess, you know, as my profession, being a therapist, you know, I can wear many hats. You know, I'm wife, I'm mom, I'm therapist, I'm budding YouTuber. But, you know, all of, of course, I'm Tiffany. So if you, you know, call me sometimes, I'd be like, okay, do you want me to 
just be a listening ear? Like, do you want customer service or do you actually want advice? What exactly would be the best way for me to respond to you? As opposed to you're calling me, you want to vent or whatever it is. And I'm just jumping into therapist mode. Or I'm jumping into mommy mode, jumping into wife mode. And it's like, I didn't ask you like, so which hat do you need me to wear for this conversation? Okay. It sounds like you got a Tiffany directory. What do you Pretty want? Much. What do you want? I would say the easiest one would probably be if you just need me to listen. And it's like, okay, there's no pressure for me to be this all-knowing therapist and this expert. Mm-hmm. I get to just, you get to open the vents and just release some tension. And I'm like, all right, I'll just listen. All right. And last question, what is your favorite thing about being a mom? <sighs> Uh, I would say just recently with my daughter, when she is going to sleep, she like talks herself to sleep. So oh. I would say my favorite thing, some of these evenings is I will hear her yelling from the other room. I love you. I love you. No, I'm like, oh my gosh. Cause I'm trying to be very intentional about telling her every day that I love her so that when she gets older, it's not a weird thing for her to hear me say and yeah. not a weird thing for her to say it back to me and her father. Yeah. So, yeah. That is so precious. Yes. <laughs> that is so precious. And she has the cutest little baby girl. Y'all see <laughs> Tiffany's beautiful eyes. That baby girl has them eyes. Okay. That is your whole twin. Um, Tiffany, we are so glad to have you here. Um, And just talking to you before recording this episode, I had such a great time um, getting to know you even further and getting to know your story and, you know, what has led up to where you are today. So um, we talked about a couple of challenges that you had growing up. Um, could you share what one of them is? Uh, striking the balance between being too talkative and silencing myself. Mm-hmm. Tell us more about that. What was sure. that? What was that? Absolutely. Like? <laughs> um, Basically, I would get a lot of feedback from peers as well as, you know, adults, mostly my parents, because I don't feel like a lot of other adults were as, you know, bold and telling me, you talk much, but mm-hmm. peers definitely did, you know, siblings, cousins, um, and my parents, where it's just like, okay, that's too much talking. Okay, that's too much. And I had in my mind a vision of me going to high school and being bullied because I talked too much. I was too opinionated. And I didn't want to be that kid that you see on like these TV sitcoms, you know, they're getting dumped in the trash can or they're getting swirlies in the bathroom. (laughs) Yeah, I had a very creative imagination of what that was going to look like for me. And so I decided if I'm going to make it through high school without being bullied for talking too much, I need to say less, literally. And it got to a point where, sorry, mom and dad, but them talking to me was like pulling teeth Mm. because I was in this mode of don't talk too much, don't talk too much, don't talk too much. So when the invitation to speak freely was given, I still wouldn't accept it. That's So then conversation with me was like, I can't get nothing from her. What's wrong with her? (laughs) 
That's interesting. Um, I don't know. I know. Well, this is what I will say. Um, a lot of families, not every family, but a lot of families in the African-American community will share with their children or there is this um, narrative of be seen and not heard. Especially as a child. Children are as, to be seen and not heard. Especially as a child. If you ask questions that, you know, adults may think is not a child's question or a child's conversation, what do they say? Stay out of grown folks' business, right? Right. Um, if, if you go to, I know for me, like, if I would go somewhere um, and if someone would offer me, like, food or something, <laughs> they'd be like, don't accept it. Like you say, no. say no, just say no. Right. And so <laughs> we for for kids that grow up and have a voice, right, that want to talk or want to express. It's like, how am I being cultivated to express verbally? And for me, growing up, I was very quiet. I mm. can run my mouth all day now. But I was very quiet, very shy, very timid. Mm -hmm. So it was interesting. Like there was space given for you to speak. But then, you know, when that time was given, there was a challenge. So go ahead. Keep going. Um, As far as the challenge was concerned or. Yeah. Okay. Um, I would say one of the most important pivotal moments for me was I was getting ready to go to graduate school and I was learning how to be respectful, yet be more assertive in my communication. Mm -hmm. So um, my mom, you know, she didn't want to see me leave, leave the state to go to graduate school. So I know that was definitely something that she had to adjust to, you know, not having her baby around or as close. So I think she had asked me a question along the lines of like, you know, well, how are we going to, how are you going to pay for this? You know, this is a private school. It's all the way on Illinois. And I think I just said, you know, like God will provide. And I just left it at that instead of let me argue with you as to why you need to let me go. And she did her own research on the school and she's like, this is a really good school. And when she noticed that I was becoming more assertive, yet still respectful in my communication with her and my father, where I could stand up for myself and say, hey, you know, that actually hurts my feelings. Yeah. And then give space, walk away. Let's talk about it later. She said, that's when I knew you were ready to go. Okay. Well, my next question, uh, let, let's pivot just a little bit. Um, what have you learned about effectively communicating from your younger years until you know growing up and you know getting older like what was the difference what have you learned in that journey uh definitely what they say in ecclesiastes there's a time and a place for everything and every conversation that presents itself i don't have to chime in i don't have to volunteer too much information i used to do that too like, you know, uh, it's more of a safety measure that I was noticing. Okay. So like one of my previous jobs, somebody said, hey, um, there's this car out in the parking lot. Uh, it had a flat or something was going on with it. And instead of saying, oh, I'm not sure whose car that is, but thanks for the heads up. I was like, oh, that's not my car because my car looks like that. 
And it's like, no, 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 no. That's volunteering too much information. Mm-hmm. Just that's not my card, but we will definitely make sure that whoever's card is can go alert them that there's an issue with it. Mm-hmm. As opposed to, I'm telling you what my car looks like, so now I'm a moving target. So yeah. learning not to volunteer too much information for safety purposes. And then, you know, people, as they're getting to know you, let them ease into knowing who you are. So not sharing too much and overwhelming people with so much information where it's like, yeah, you have a lot to give, but you just dumped so much stuff on someone in like the first conversation that they're overwhelmed. And as a therapist, like mm. I was even told like, hey, if you have a client who comes in and they're ready to just tell you their entire life story in the first session, slow them down. Like, hey, we have time and you need to learn to trust me. So let's not talk about everything in this session because you might feel good in the moment that you got all that off your chest, but then what's gonna happen when therapy comes up next week, you might be overwhelmed. Like. Every time I meet with them, I have to tell them everything. That's too much. Have you ever encountered someone that... How do I say this? Just as you explained, because I, I know I, I know people <laughs> <laughs> that will give it all to you, like mm-hmm. the floodgates. And it can become very overwhelming for people to receive that. Um, So how do you, how do you deal or speak to someone that is a floodgate talker without Mm -hmm. discouraging them not to speak? Right. How do you do that? That's very good. That's very good. Um, Sometimes I have family members or friends who become floodgate talkers when they are anxious, triggered, overwhelmed, mm-hmm. what have you. Yeah. So sometimes it'll be, okay, hold on a minute. Let's slow down. Let's breathe. You know, whatever's going on, you know, let's, let's pray about it. I believe it's going to be okay. I do want to hear what you have to say, but let's, let's slow it down for a second because I can tell by the tone of your voice that this is really upsetting you and you're ready to just like go full throttle. But I don't want you to work yourself up to where it's going to be really hard to get back down. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing about it is you have an advantage because you have the skills as a licensed therapist to deal with these things. I made it through. Yes. But for like, for the day to day people, Mm -hmm. right. That are in relationship with a sister or a best friend or a mother or or whatever that have issues with communicating, whether if they don't talk a lot, whether if they are a floodgate speaker, whether if they feel like they are a submerged voice and they don't have the confidence to verbalize or, you know, whatever it is, like what advice would you give? What little tool bag would you give day-to-day folks to work with to effectively communicate with one another? That's a good question. I would say, first and foremost, you need to know who you are. If you know that you're a quiet person, if you know that you're a man or woman, a few words, please do not try to become someone who has just words for days. Because 
then you're going to overwhelm yourself and you're going to be exhausted because that's not who you are. If you are a man or woman of many words, acknowledge that that is the case. And I say sometimes it's easier to tell somebody, can you pull back a little bit versus give me more? So striking that balance between, okay, depending on who I'm communicating with, they may need me to communicate in a way that might be uncomfortable or just simply different for me. So then practicing. So like, for example, this this podcast right here with Kendra, um, I still fight the challenge and the battle of you don't want to be talking too much, so don't say too much. But if she's giving me the green light to go ahead and say more, then, okay, I'm going to give you more information. I'm going to give you a few more words. And if I'm going too far, you know, feel free to say stop. Feel free to pause me if you need to ask me a question for clarity. So practicing those skills of is there anything more that you need from me or was that too much? Mm. Oh, that's good. I don't know. That just hit me. I don't know about y'all. That just hit me because I'm, I'm trying. I'm, and what I hear from you and correct me if I'm wrong, communicating mm-hmm. is a forever learning skill. Yes. You as a therapist, as a mom, as a wife, as a sister, as a daughter, as all the different hats you wear, you are still learning how to communicate with others. You're still putting that into practice. And you just said, what did you just say? Was that too, what did you just say? (laughs) Is is that, do you need anything more from me or was that too much? Do you need anything more from me or was that too much? Because I notice in my communication now as an adult, I am a very dominant personality. I'm a very black and white, yes and no. I don't be using, I kind of feel, this is how I feel. Mm. And I notice with some people that it can be overwhelming. It can be too much it can be a little forward and so um i'm learning to (laughs) how to really adjust to the person because the way you communicate to one person they may not receive it well as another person would right read your read the room know who your audience is so kendra if i were to express to you you know it's a lot if you come in and tell me everything that happened to you this week, then you know, okay, maybe I might give to one story as opposed to the five days of the week. But if you're talking to your best friend, you're talking to your husband, they're like, tell me everything, give me all of the things, then you would be doing them a disservice if they're saying, that's how I connect with you. And you're saying, no, 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 because see, Tiffany told me to say less, so I'm saying less. Um. Can I say something real quick? Uh, oh, please. This is your podcast. Say what you need to say. <laughs> you say, <laughs> say all of it. <laughs> say all of it. Okay. I really feel like I'm 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 getting in the groove. This is like a therapy session <laughs> right now. How do how do you communicate with someone that has shut down? Mm. Because I am a person who shuts down to avoid saying things that could be offensive and cause irreversible damage, I can definitely relate to someone who shuts down. So if I'm noticing you've pulled back, you're not speaking as much or at all, 
I'll just ask you the question, approach with curiosity. What are you thinking right now? Like, and for me, when I ask, what are you thinking? I'm saying, I don't know what you're thinking. I'm not a mind reader. I don't know what this science is communicating. So I need to ask you, what is happening right now? And you know, this has happened in personal relationships, business relationships, where the response is nothing. So then I might gently ask, are you, are you sure? Did I say or do something that offended you? Do you want to talk later? You know, like giving those options of you're shut down and you're saying, I just need to power down for a moment. Let me give you that space. Yeah. But if you're shutting down, but you still want to talk. Let me keep that door open. Yeah. That's really good. Come on now. Because even in silence, it's speaking. It's saying something. We may not know what it is because it isn't verbally communicated, but you know when the air is different. (laughs) You know. And you know that there is an indication of there is something there that needs to be addressed. Because I'm one of those people to where just just like you said, I'm like, girl, that's me too. If when I shut down, it's because I'm trying to not say something (laughs) that's going to hurt your feelings. And I'll take it a step further. I'm trying not to say something based on the narrative that I've just spun in my head that's going to hurt my feelings. So now I got to hurt Hello. you back. And is it is it so interesting how we can create narratives in our mind that, that come so quickly, spin so Ooh. fast, and go so far? Right. It's like, so it's like far. a little butterfly on Reading Rainbow. This, this butterfly can whip it God knows how many continents in a theme song. So just imagine what your thoughts can do in just a minute of silence. What about a after day? After a day, exactly. What about a day? So what, what, what would you recommend for people to break out of that? Or to take the first step of verbally communicating what they need after they've shut down? I, since I'm the expert of my own situation and nobody else's, I'll just say what works for me or has worked for me in the past. Sometimes to get the raw emotion off, I need to write it down. Mm. Maybe I need to, you know, like type it up in a Word document. It doesn't mean I'm going to send it to anybody, but to get all of the raw emotion off and to process all of that, I need to literally get it out. And if I'm not in a space to communicate it respectfully, maybe it needs to be journaling in that moment. And then once I read it back, it's like, oh, like you were really hurt. You were really angry. You are very frustrated here. Okay. So now that you have said everything that you've wanted to say, how are we going to be able to frame it in a way that this person can receive it mm. so that you still get your point across, but they don't feel disrespected, shaded, and cut to pieces now that you're done. The framing process is so important because it's like, and we're going to get to that in a second. So get ready. 
<laughs> but Reddit, it's, Reddit, get Reddit. It's 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 so it's so like it's so encouraged for people and society to speak your mind and to say what you gotta say and say what mm-hmm. you wanna say and I ain't gonna sugarcoat it. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, but you just can't be talking to people crazy. No, because you can't. The difference between you having an effective conversation and maybe somebody laying you out could be your choice to frame it correctly. Maybe you don't have to sugarcoat it, but you could frame it in a way where this person understands exactly how you're feeling, but they don't feel like you have gone over the top and you're just being flat out disrespectful towards them. So now they have to come at you with more than words. Yeah, and even like, if you frame it the best way to be delivered and they still don't receive it mm-hmm. at that point, you've done what you've can, what you could do in right. respect. So, um, how we get this framed up? Maybe it's a matter of after reading that journal entry, you know, for those who are like me, um, looking at it and saying, okay, this has a lot of heat on it and knowing your audience, if you know, your husband doesn't like when you come in and say, I just think it's funny that like, okay, then don't preface the message with that. Um, I would say one of, one of my favorite podcasts to listen to um, while I was commuting in work was the love hour, Kevin and Melissa Fredericks. Mm-hmm. And one really good piece of advice that they gave around prefacing things was, okay, I have to tell you something and it may be difficult to hear. Are you in a space to hear it? So it's funny because even my husband and I now, we use that. Sometimes it's, okay, man, that was really difficult to hear. And I might say, you know what? And it's difficult to experience it. That was good. So giving space to acknowledge every conversation isn't going to be rainbows and butterflies. Sometimes we have to have these difficult conversations. So preface it with that. This is going to be difficult for me to say, so therefore it may be difficult for you to hear. Mm -hmm. Are we in a space to have this difficult conversation Mm -hmm. right now? This doesn't just work with spouses. It can work with friends. It can work with business partners. It can work with family. So thank you, Melissa and Kevin Fredericks. Absolutely. And thank you, Tiffany, for passing that on. (laughs) because a lot of breakdown comes from communication. A lot of it does. Mm -hmm. And it's really important that we learn what it means to effectively communicate because to be real, a lot of us aren't taught what that means. I talk to friends and I talk to, you know, just people in passing and in life and they say, and they, and they tell me, you know, I wasn't allowed to speak. I wasn't allowed to voice my feelings or my opinions. I was shut down. I was yelled at. I was, you know, and, and when you grow up and you're conditioned to bottle and to keep things in, or if you are, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do the Oprah. Are you? Were you silent or were you silenced? <laughs> and a lot of people grew up silenced. Mm-hmm. 
And so as a result, they're silent. Yes. Because they were silenced. Yes. So and then by the time they get to these shows like Married at First Sight and Ready to Love, and the people are like, why is it so hard for you to express emotions other than happiness or other than anger, whatever that emotion that they can express? And it's like, because they were not cultivated to do so. No. You can't disagree with me because you're being disrespectful. And just because you become an adult does not mean that you are equipped to handle issues. Your age has nothing to do with it. It yeah. is difficult for some people to go back, unearth issues, and right. deal with them. Because dealing with it is not you dealing with it for a day or a week or a month. Because sometimes those issues will take years to heal and years mm -hmm. to recover. But the question is, are we willing to do the work? Mm -hmm. Taking that ownership. Yeah. Yes, I am. Or no, I'm not. Can you talk about that, Tiff? Sure. Um, one thing that I have found to be really helpful, not just for me being the speaker, but being the listener, is I statements. When you said to me, I don't like your makeup, I felt hurt because I've been practicing. No, I don't have it all together, but I'm trying. So taking ownership of I felt hurt, I am trying, I want to do better, then I could receive that like, oh, so when I critiqued this process that you're still insecure about, yeah, especially if I didn't do it in a sensitive way, yeah, now for me, it helps me to be disarmed and realize, okay, the way that I communicate at that point, maybe I didn't even have to say anything at all. Or I definitely could have framed it better. Where mm -hmm. sometimes we say, oh, if you can't be honest with people, do you really have a relationship with them? And we're confused in being honest with being cruel. And just, I'm just going to tell it like it is. It's like, but they didn't ask you. There are plenty of people walking around where perhaps I don't like their style, but I can appreciate the fact that they are confident in their own skin. And whatever outfit, whatever makeup, whatever accessories they put on, if that makes you feel like, you know what, here I am, yeah. this is who I am, I'm confident walking in this, who am I to take that away from you? Just because I wouldn't wear that dress, I get to shade you for wearing it? What's wrong with me that I would do that? There's nothing wrong with live. you or that dress. <laughs> Let people live. If it's not, <laughs> a, if it's not offensive... Right. I'm talking I'm and I'm talking about like close people at this point. Like cuz the world can I ain't, I ain't talking about that. But I'm talking right. about if it's not offensive let people live. Right. If you look at me Tiffany and you like this girl need to be put on a spank, tell me I need to put on a spank. <laughs> and I me. will tell you I pull you to the side. That's oh, the other thing. Oh, no okay. win. Okay, no, Tiffany, let's practice it. Let's practice. Let's practice. Let's okay. practice. <laughs> All right. Okay. So you see me, right? I got on the skirt. Right. Mm -hmm. And um and I, I need I need some undergarments to keep it together, right? Uh-huh. Um 
this is this is actually like I, I've this is it hadn't happened to me, but like I seen a, a woman and she needed you know undergarments because it was quite distracting. Um, but it, this is me now. This is me now. Kindred Kindred is is wiggling and wobbling and honey and I I need something. Okay, what mm-hmm. would you come up to me and say? Or how would you communicate you right. need the spank on? Mm-hmm. Now, if we are in mixed company, okay. it might be a text. And I'll be looking at you like, oh, I sent you something. Okay. And that text would say, like, hey, girl, you looking great and everything. Uh, but I don't know if Malik is going to like everybody else kind of being able to see what I see right now. Because Malik is her husband. Yes, so uh, I don't want people getting the wrong idea that they can just come and approach Kendra. I see you over here, girl. That must be that must be jam because jelly don't shake. I don't want nobody to come up to her and say that to her. And you know, then Malik gotta go and you know throw them hands in Jesus' name. So, <laughs> uh, like if we're in mixed company, maybe it's me sending you a text, even if it's saying like, "Hey, like come with me to you know like the restroom real quick." And if I'm gonna have that conversation with you face to face, like Kendra, you know, you know, I love you, but not not trying to be disrespectful. I'm not trying to hurt your feelings, but you know, like see, like the outline for some underwear, and um, I don't want people coming up to you thinking they can just approach you, and I don't want you to hear this from anybody else. Like, well, how come Tiffany didn't tell me that she could see this, that, and the other? We friends, we good, right? Yeah. And I'll be feeling, and, and that's the thing is like, thank you so much for that I'm a round of applause. Um, because when I, when I see something, I'm just normally like, I'm not finna say it. I'm not gonna Me say too. It. But if I know you, why would I want somebody else exactly. to be the one to deliver the news? And you're exactly. like, so you saw me come out the house looking like this and you didn't say anything. Now you're upset with me. nothing. Right. Now you're upset with me. And I'm like, I didn't want to hurt your feelings. And it's like, well, I could have got over it. It just went and got a slip. Let's do another scenario. Okay. So Tiffany, she was talking about my, um, she wasn't really, but she was talking about my, um, my clothes. And she said, I look like, I got dressed in the dark. And then she laughed at me. And I didn't say nothing. And I just started to cry. How would I effectively communicate with you? And that hurt my feelings. Tiffany, my feelings are hurt. Tiffany, when you said I look like I got dressed in the dark, that hurt my feelings and because we are cool you could even go so far as to say like you didn't have to you didn't have to do that <laughs> you didn't have to say all of that mm-hmm. or even tiffany when you said i got dressed in the dark it looks like i got dressed in the dark and you laughed like really pointing pull, pulling it all together like when they say yeah. say you're sorry sorry for what i hurt your feelings you hurt my feelings when you did this. Mm-hmm. So in the future, I know, even if I feel 
like you look like you got dressed in the dark, that's a comment that is going to hurt your feelings. And if I'm going to be in a right standing relationship with you, I cannot continue to do things that hurt your feelings and think that they're going to be good. Mm-hmm. Wow. Now I'm responsible for the information that I did something or I said something that hurt your feelings. And if I'm your friend, why am I doing that? What's wrong with me that I think it's okay to hurt my friends? Do you think it is okay for people that are hurt to pull back and shut down? Or do you think there's a time to where you need to take a minute and then come back? Like, what what does that look like? Because me, I, I'm shutting it down. Mm-hmm. And I, I will shut down too, but I have learned that shutting down and not returning to the conversation or shutting down and thinking, well, because I don't have to talk about it anymore. Like I'm, I'm good now mm-hmm. until that same issue comes back up later. Mm-hmm. So no, it's not okay to just sit and fester in the sadness and the frustration and the anger, whatever that emotion is. Um, and think that, well, because I don't have to address it in this moment, I'm good. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's going to resurface. So until you pass this test, you're going to continue to see it. So take some time if you need to. If you need to go, you know, to your secret closet and pray. If you need to go cry. If you need to go write an angry letter and then rip it up. If you need to go write an angry email and then delete it, don't don't send it, please. Please. Because hurting people hurt people. Yeah. Uh, but when you are hurt, take that time to acknowledge that that hurt my feelings, and then acknowledge it to that other person. Hey, when you said this, that really hurt my feelings. My feelings were hurt. I felt angry. I felt frustrated. I felt unappreciated. And, you know, take whatever time that you need so that you can frame it that way. So you're taking ownership of your feelings instead of you're such a jerk. You always do this. You never do that. Mm-hmm. It's speaking in absolutes. So now you want to be heard. But if you come from a position of attacking someone else, that puts them on the defense. So instead of I can receive this with open arms, even though it's difficult to hear, now we're both just getting on the defense and we're ready to fight. Whether it be verbally, sadly, sometimes it can get physical. And those physical and those emotional scars from dysfunctional or non-effective communication can be the worst. Wow. This is, these are some really good tips. Um, and I'm glad the conversation is going this way because to whomever is listening to this and like me can take issues, sweep them under the rug to avoid conflict because that's that's the reason mm-hmm. why I do it mm-hmm. because I know if I go there I'm gonna go there and I don't want to go there so learning and getting these tools to speak to to a sister or a brother or a friend or a coworker or whoever mm-hmm. can keep you centered in your right mind 
and have the ability to effectively communicate what you need to. And I think a lot of the time people are worried about the response on the other end. Like, can you, can you talk about that? Like, what does it mean to be concerned with the other person's response? And if they don't respond the way that we want them to, like, where do we go from there? Like, right. Help us out, Tiffany. I will try. Uh, Like I said, you know, just using myself as an example, if I am hurting and I'm taking space to process that hurt and those raw emotions, um, I'm in a vulnerable spot. So ideally, I would love to be able to say to whomever, hey, you know, I'm hurting right now. Can we talk? And it goes well. But it doesn't always happen that way. We don't live in a perfect world where I can communicate, I can communicate in an effective way and just expect that person to be an effective listener. Mm -hmm. So if the person does not respond in the way that I want them to, in a way that's respectful, loving, can promote healing, promote peace, then I have to definitely ask Holy Spirit for help to know when to exit that uh, conversation. Because if it's going in one ear and out the other and we're not getting anywhere and we're speaking in circles, now I'm getting triggered, you're getting triggered, So I could approach you with the intention of being effective in my communication, being an effective listener, being compassionate. But if you keep jabbing at that one button, eventually, if I'm not honest with myself and saying, Holy Spirit, this is really bothering me, I could go off and you can go off. And now, like, the whole purpose of the conversation is lost. Mm -hmm. Instead of I want to communicate in a way that you can understand me. And we can make changes so that we're not hurtful towards each other. We can lose sight of that. And now it's just, we're going tit for tat. Let's be petty. Let's be malicious. Well, I didn't like what you did last week. And let's just pause for the cause there. Focus on whatever the issue is at hand. Deal with one issue at a time. If you're upset with me because I squeezed the toothpaste from the bottom versus the top of the tube, But I'm talking to you about, hey, you know, when you told me that it looked like I got dressed in the dark and it hurt my feelings, please don't say, well, it hurts my feelings when you squeeze the toothpaste from the bottom of the tube. Like, we're not discussing that right now. And we're going to lose track of Mm -hmm. why we're communicating in this moment right now. Like, Yeah, because then it becomes everybody is piling their issues on top of another and nothing's mm-hmm. getting resolved right because we're not dealing with one issue at a time coming to yeah. a resolution okay because we handled that and that was resolved now we can move on to the next problem um in solution focused therapy it is very short term and it focuses on what's the issue what are your goals once those problems are resolved and those goals have been um fulfilled then either we move on to the next problem if there is one or therapy ends and i feel like Sometimes the best way to effectively communicate with someone is to use that very focused mindset. We're going to focus on one problem in this particular conversation. Mm-hmm. Let's resolve this one issue. That's resolved. Okay, cool. Now you may bring something else up because we've already covered A. So now we're free to move on to B if there is one. Yeah, that sounds good. That sounds really good. Um before we wrap up, because this is so good, I don't know about y'all. I'm getting my entire life right now. And so am I. I'm getting my entire life. 
<laughs> this just, it just, I just feel so relaxed right now. I feel like I've, I've learned a lot within the past, um, fleeting moments. And I'm super excited. And I hope that everyone that is listening to this can, can just take a moment and think about the breakdown in relationships that you have and think about the part that you played and the part Mm -hmm. that, that others played that you could not help or you could not prevent and how we can effectively and constructively tackle these things. So we're not burdened. And so we don't have to build up because a buildup will lead to an explosion or an mm-hmm. implosion. Sure. Either way, it's not, it ain't good. And um, so I'm, I'm just really grateful, Tiffany, that you are here. I am excited for people to replay this just to be reminded. I know I'm gonna replay it, okay? Um, just to be reminded of what we can do to be in control. And, and I, if you feel like you're losing control, always remember. Yeah. You know, for those of us who are believers, God is in control. So if you can't handle it, just know that He can. Yeah. So you never have to approach another difficult conversation by yourself and without any mm. tools. Hello, come on, God is with us. And I did an episode um, some time ago about just talking about how it's not everyone's going to understand you. You may have this great constructive conversation, be extremely respectful, be extremely clear about mm-hmm. your goals and what you want to achieve and, and the person not receive it because they don't want to, or they're not ready, or they don't have the capacity, or they don't have the willingness to take responsibility. And it's okay. Mm-hmm. We have to stop blaming ourselves for the conversations that went left because the listener, the receiver, wasn't in a space to receive or listen. And we have to stop focusing so heavily on the times when we were not effective listeners or we were not effective communicators. Mm -hmm. What we did in the past, you know, go to God, repent and ask him for forgiveness. Ask the people that you've offended for forgiveness, offer forgiveness to those people who've offended you, whether they ask for it or not, whether they apologize or not. Mm -hmm. And just, you know, do your best to keep moving forward to make different choices next time around instead of, well, I've always done it this way. So I'm just going to continue to do it this way. Excellent. So good. Tiffany, um, before we close out, are there any parting words of encouragement or hope that you would like to share with people that are listening today? Sure. Um, As Kendra said earlier, communication is a skill that we are ever learning because we are ever changing and we are not going to be perfect. We are not going to be complete until the day that we are dead. And for those of us who are believers, we are with Jesus in heaven. So uh, if you go left with the conversation, give yourself grace. Somebody tries to go left with you, give them grace, take space as needed, come back and revisit things. If you're not over something, you don't have to pretend that you're over it because 
That's the one thing about stuffing your emotions. Eventually, you're not going to have any space left to stuff and you're going to explode or implode. And life is too short for you to be on the brink of exploding or imploding. So exercise grace with others, exercise grace with yourselves. You can do this. It might take some time. It might take some tears, but you can communicate effectively. And be careful of how you speak to yourself, too. Start there. Mm. Amen. Girl, go ahead and pray. Pray us out. How did I know? (laughs) Because you know. (laughs) All right. Holy Spirit, like, she's going to ask you to pray. So you better talk to me like you know me. Okay. (laughs) Going to take us out, girl. All right. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this day. We thank you for covering and protecting us. Thank you, God, for always looking out for us and continually loving us despite the many mistakes, even the decisions that we've made, God. You yet love us and you yet chase after us and you yet want to be in communion with us. God, I pray that you will heal any broken hearts, that you will lift any heaviness that some people may be feeling because maybe they didn't get it right when they were trying to communicate effectively. God, I pray that you would honor your words where two or three are gathered, that you will be in the midst. So whether it has to be a difficult conversation, that you will be there, you will word the mouths, that you will soften hearts, God, that you will open ears and you will open minds, God. Holy Spirit, I pray that you will cover each and every listener, each and every family that is represented by each listener of this podcast. And Holy Spirit, I pray that you will continue to shower down grace, blessings. I pray that you will continue to just watch over us, continue to cover us, walk with us, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, we apologize for the times that we got ahead of you and we thought that we knew better. And as a result, we have suffered in our relationships, not only with you, but also with people. So Holy Spirit, we are coming back to you, humbly asking you, take us back to the place where we first received you. Humble us, God, and help us to humble ourselves as well. All of these things we know that you are able to do, and all of these things I pray, ask, believe, and most importantly, believe are already done in the precious name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. All right, y'all, that is the word on the street for this week. We are just so elated to have Mrs. Tiffany Hunter with us today. God bless you, and thank you so much for coming on. And to you all, have a thriving and successful rest of your week. Take these skills. That is the challenge of the week. This is a place to be inspired, challenged, and changed. I challenge you all, if there is a conversation needed to be had, if there is conflict, to Take these tools. Take the Lord along with you. Everywhere you go. Hello. And be great. Be great. All right, y'all. Until next week.